the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Manatee Hurricane Football is a force of nature. Time to feel the power with Hurricane Hotline. Hosted by Dave Bristow and Kane's head coach, Joe Canan. Talk to the coach. Call now. 877-969-8600. Hurricane Hotline. Only on News Talk 930 WLSS. Now, broadcasting live from Beef O'Brady's at 4925 Cortez Road in Bradenton. Dave Bristow and Coach Joe Canan. <laughs> okay, well, we obviously didn't get that fix from last year. Uh, but you know, what the heck, you know? Sometimes it takes a while to get, to get the change. John we'll Booth? It. We'll get it right. Yeah, yeah. Welcome, uh, head football coach John Booth. First ever Hurricane Hotline show. And we're glad to be with you on this uh, beautiful but very hot Tuesday evening. Dennis Stollard, special teams coach. Dennis, how you doing? Hey, great to be here, Dave. Yeah, and uh, first and foremost, John, congratulations on a big win over Eastlake. Very talented team, Eastlake. Yes, it was. Very talented. Uh, and and I was just talking to, to Jim Nelson about how they passed the eye test. Very big all across the board, all, all positions. So it was a great win for us. Yeah, they have, uh, obviously, George Campbell, a five-star mm-hmm. recruit. He was a little banged up, didn't play a lot in the right. second half. But uh, their quarterback's pretty good. They've got a very good defense. Yeah, uh, very good defense. But they're very quick on defense. Well, you know, linebacker that's committed to Virginia Tech and, and safety, I believe, is committed to uh, Wake Forest. Wake Forest so a lot, yeah. a lot of speed and, and, and really experience as well. Yeah, and, you know, I listen, I know you were concerned. I was concerned. Dennis, I'm sure you were concerned because, you know, you're going on the road. You're playing a young sophomore at quarterback. We'll talk more about that as we go. But this is a this was a very tough game. I don't know that a lot of people realize how tough this game was. Well, yeah, and it was a big game for us. Um, I think there was a lot of unanswered questions and and people wanting to see uh, what what I'm going to be about, what this this new team is going to be about, and um, a lot of a lot of questions that needed to be answered. So, um, although it was a preseason game, it doesn't necessarily you know go against our record. It was it was important for us. Yeah, and I was talking to some people about the kickoff classic. The preseason game—it's certainly not played like that anymore. Well, and it shouldn't be. I mean, this is kind of the dress rehearsal for uh, for the regular season, and, and particularly for us, we've got uh, we've got a heavy load to start yeah. this season. That we've got to, to say we, yeah, we've got to get our kids ready to go and, and our staff ready to go, um, kind of out the gate quickly. Dennis, don't you agree with that? I mean, uh, maybe many, many years ago. I remember back when I was in high school, we had the jamboree. You played, uh, you know, a quarter against somebody, a quarter against somebody. That was a true exhibition type game. This anymore is not. You've got these games on ESPN. You've got teams traveling from out of state. This, that, and the other. 
This, this this really is not a kickoff classic anymore. It's played like a real game. I've seen some teams who play this preseason classic, and they do things like not have a full kicking game, not have full special teams. And to me, it doesn't make a, a bit of sense because the very next week after this classic, you're going to have to turn around and your special teams are going to have to to be at, at full strength. And you really never get to see special teams uh, at full speed in practice. You're not going to go full speed kickoff, kickoff right. return. So it's the first chance you really get a good look at your kids. Well, I thought the game, John, I, th- I thought we kind of controlled the game. I mean, I never felt like... Uh, Oh, gosh, this game's getting away from us here. Right. We're always up uh, anywhere from three to six to nine. Uh, for the majority of the time, we were up two scores. And I know as a coach, that makes you feel good when you're up by that two-score margin. Right, that definitely uh, gives you uh, gives you some comfort. Um, our defense really set the tone early. They, they were fast, physical, created some turnovers um, deep in their, in their territory, which allowed us to, to get on the scoreboard pretty quickly um and uh, allow us to kind of control the game for for that you know for that portion but um east lake they battled and and they got a late score right at the half right before half and uh and really cut it close and and you know as a coach yeah we we, we did have the lead for pretty much the entire game and, and really the entire game however i knew that they're talented enough to any time in that game, they could have they could have made a play. Well, certainly the play at the end of the half. Let's talk about that mm-hmm. for a little bit because, boy, doesn't that just always happen? The the free safety, mm-hmm. uh, Jamarian gets banged up. Mm-hmm. He goes out, have to rush somebody else in, right. and and give them credit. Right, they went right after it. Right, yeah, he he, he took a helmet into the stomach and got the wind knocked out of him, and you know. Uh, and that and that's why we practice. And, and and when somebody goes down, the next guy's got to come in. And, and, and you hope that uh, you don't give up a big play. And, and unfortunately, um, with ten seconds left to go in the half, um, you know they, they they capitalized on that. Um, one of the things that we were talking about as a staff was was offensively. Though we, I mean we we gave them a short a short field. We you know we allowed a, we had a holding penalty on the punt return that backed us up even more, and we had a. Uh, negative yards on a first down screenplay that that backed us up even even more and and that allowed them a short field that they were able to capitalize on that. So there's some things that you can improve on big time sure. going into week Absolutely. number two, and you're going to have to. Um, we're going to talk a lot more about the game last Friday, but I want to turn our attention for a few minutes before we take our first time out. When we come back later in the show, we'll have our players of the game. We've got the video going right here at Beefo Brady's, so everybody's watching the game. And I just want to make this perfectly clear because I know that I'm going to start getting calls uh, at 7.30 saying, what the heck, the game's almost over. You know, people will be texting me, calling me. (laughs) We'll be on the air at 5.30 with a 6 o'clock kickoff from Valdosta, Georgia. And everybody needs to tell their friends, relatives, whoever isn't making the, uh, I don't know, five, six-hour trip, whatever it is, that will be on the air early, and people need to know that because if you tune in late, you're going to miss most of the game. So that being said, I was able to take a look at uh, Ware County a little bit uh, yesterday, and, boy, they've got some athletes. They do, um, all across the board. Um, You know, the running backs, very, very talented. They've got some big guys up front. Um, You know, a wing tee offense that uh, they run almost perfection, mm-hmm. and, um, and and they execute it very well. So we'll have definitely have our hands full. 
Yeah, is it a, is it a classic wing tea, or do they do some variations off of it? They do some variations yeah. off of that, um, but they do some influence pulls and try to get some misdirection stuff. They they'll spread out a little bit. Um, I think if we can um, get them behind the chains a little bit and force them to pass, it gets them out of their their comfort zone um, a little bit. But um, what they do, they do very well. I watched. Um, well, the only game they played, they were a big winner in their mm-hmm. first game. And I didn't see him throw. I yeah, seen yeah. I mean, much very, of it, yeah, but. very, very little <laughs> passing, and, and uh, that a lot of that was due to uh, you know them getting big yards on first down and, and kind of staying ahead of the the chains and, and being able to be successful with with running. I mean, now, that's that's their bread and butter. Yeah. Uh, as far as your career goes, do you remember much wing T or, or how you know? And I know Coach Phelan runs the defense, mm-hmm. but. Um, do you remember much wing tee where you can go, yeah, yeah, I remember when we played this team and this, that, and the other? Because um, it's, it's an offense that you don't see too much. Yeah, it, it, it really, since I've been around, I mean, there may be a, a handful. There's there's quite a few in, in Hillsborough County that we faced while I was at uh, Bloomingdale. Um, but so much now the game offensively is is, is spread, right. and and that's what the majority of people do. But there are there are offenses that do that and uh, that that stay in, in tight with the the wing tee heavy run and and uh, those guys do it well. All right, uh, give us a call here uh, to talk to Coach Booth, and uh, we are going to talk Manatee football. We're going to have our players of the game. Um, let me throw this out because. Um, our first touchdown of the year, well, technically it is, but, uh, of course, it is an exhibition game, but it was a KBS Price touchdown that made the score 9 to nothing. and I want to let everyone listen to that now. KBS Price, our first touchdown last week against Eastlake. Let's roll that clip. He's at the 5. Great move to the outside. He's, He's in the end zone. A touchdown. KBS Price showing great speed on the outside. And the Canes are up nine. Oh, KB, I mean, he he exploded on that play. Yeah, John, talk a little yeah, bit KB about is, KBS, what yeah, he brings to the table. Just a tremendous talent. Pretty small in stature, but uh, what he doesn't have in size, he makes up a great deal in speed. Uh, he's lightning quick, uh, great straight-ahead speed, and, and just a, just a, a big-time weapon that, that uh, we're fortunate to have. And I thought the offensive line played pretty well. How did they actually grade out? You know, no, well, nothing specifics, of course. We don't want it to, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, 60. Well, well, you know, any time that, um, you know, you're able to, to kind of push around a line uh, of the caliber of, of Eastlake, uh, that, that's a good thing. It, particularly, uh, we've got five new faces out there and uh, with, with zero varsity experience. And so I thought they held their own in, in the first game. Um, very well. Um, obviously, there there are some corrections, and um, you know we'll get those corrected. Uh, particularly, we've got three ten yard line, and we only score one touchdown um, off of that. We're fortunate to get two field goals and get some some points on the board, which which is good. Um, but those were, were, and I think I want to say, if I remember correctly, we've got two inside the five yes. that that we don't punch in, and that we've got to take care of that if if we're going to make the run that we're planning to um, this season. Now, as we uh, go forward, don't you think, um, you know, they're, they're keying on Johnny Lang, and he's still got over 130 yards, and you got to expect more and more of that. And Well, he carried the ball a lot, 28 times. Yeah, and, and um, you know, he's going to be a, a major part of our offense, and, and, and I think we'd be 
kind of foolish to, <laughs> to to not have him be. Um, he, he's a great talent, and and what's really what's really great about Johnny is is uh, or his hands. He's he's a great receiver, and, and we're hoping to um, use him a lot in the passing game and, and screen game as well. All right, we're going to take our first time out. When we come back, we'll have our players of the game and much much more. You're listening to Hurricane Hotline live from Beef O Brady's. Here's Michael Medved for The Mattress Store. I've met and talked personally with Mark Wasowitz, who's owner of The Mattress Store. This is a guy, an entrepreneur, who has conservative convictions and credentials and values, and he runs his business accordingly. Does this translate into a great night's sleep? Well, you'll have to go in and see Mark about the best mattress for you. But yes, of course... I prefer to deal with conservative capitalists who support this free market economy. And I think you do sleep better when that's the case. As you listen to the happy sound of your printer, turning your hard work into beautiful reports, presentations, letters, and best of all, invoices, here's something to think about. If you're buying ink or toner cartridges from the company that made your printer or from an office superstore, you're paying a lot more than you would if you bought them from Cartridge World. That means you're paying extra for the ink on each page you print without seeing any difference in quality. Which explains why there are now over 650 Cartridge World stores across the country. Next time you need to replace ink or toner, try the 100% satisfaction guaranteed cartridges at Cartridge World. Yeah, printing sounds a lot better when you're saving a lot of money. Cartridge World. Why pay more to print? Hi, Keith Harrison here, owner of Cartridge World. For remanufactured ink and toner, call Cartridge World of Sarasota. That's 924-2221, 924-2221. There's no question you need omega-3s, but which form should you take, fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50 Plus. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and antioxidant-rich krill oil together in one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can reduce your risk of coronary heart disease. It also promotes joint comfort in just seven days. We're so sure Krill Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free, but only by calling 1-800-951-1103. 1-800-951-1103. Call now for your free bottle. 1-800-951-1103. That's 1-800-951-1103. Looking pretty good for this drive home. Only one accident. This report is brought to you by Leaders Casual Furniture. Just one accident happening right now. Proctor Road eastbound at Oak Forest Drive. It has a lane blocked off. That's between Swift Road and before you get to Beneva Road. Also, you're going to find some slowdowns in Bradenton on US 301 northbound between 63rd Avenue East and 53rd Avenue East, as well as in Manatee, State Road 70 westbound between 45th Street and 33rd Street East. Salty air and blistering sun, it can cause some homeowners to replace their patio furniture, but you don't have to because you bought rust-proof high-quality furniture at Leaders Casual Furniture. 18 locations. Find one at leadersfurniture.com. I'm Danny Rivera, and that's your WLSS Traffic.
Okay, we are back live at Beefo Brady's. And very pleasant good evening, everyone. Thanks for joining us right here on AM 930 WLSS. And live here at Beefo Brady's. And we're going to have our players of the game shortly. Antonio Henderson on defense and Johnny Lang on offense. You know, I like I, I just like saying Johnny Lang. You know, <laughs> I, I don't I can't say Lang or Johnny. I like to just say Johnny Lang. One of those you names know? you have to say both. Yeah, yeah, and I think I'll be saying it a lot this year. <laughs> um, and Dennis, let's get uh, talk a little bit about the special teams performance. I thought um, all in all, Nick Noel punted well, kicked off pretty well. Uh, Nick Pennybacker did a nice job, banged that field goal late in the game to give us that uh, two-score edge. And all in all, you got to be pretty pleased for the first game, I would think. Well, I really was. Uh, you know, Nick had, didn't really have much varsity experience, but he came in in probably one of the most pressure-packed situations you could ask for last year against Fort Pierce Central. When Austin Snowden was hurt, he had to come in with about four and a half minutes to play and hit a 30-some-yard field goal to put us ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a lot of pressure, and I feel like that probably gave him a lot of confidence. And when we're in the red zone, I, I tell our kickers, we need to make everything from 30 yards in. Yeah. I mean, we've got to come away Automatic. with points. We've got to come away with points when we're there. Nick, of course, had a full season last year as a punter. I think he's improved a lot. Uh, he hung a couple of balls up there around four seconds, which gives our guys time to cover. We had two great special teams tackles on, on punts. The guy didn't even get started. They just tackled and got, got him right there in his tracks. And Null is probably going to be, I'm expecting him to be at least 75% touchbacks this year on his kickoffs. So it's nice to have guys coming back who's, who have some varsity experience. Now let me ask you this, because I'm always curious when uh, – like, there's one ball that he, it was sort of a knuckleball. I mean, it was a hard, low kick, and they fumbled it. Is that intentional, or does he just kind of miss it? No, that was a miss hit. I mean, he, he hit the, you know. <laughs> you know, it worked out, out for us, though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and the guy ended up fumbling yeah. it and everything. But you always wonder about that. Well, you know, I've got to give compliments to our kickoff coverage guys because when a ball's low like that, Normally things are out of sync, mm-hmm. and you don't make contact with blockers where you normally do. But our guys really, really hustled. And one play in particular, our tackle, the tackle was made on the 10-yard line, mm-hmm. even on a low-line drive kick like that. Well, let me ask you another thing, because I, um, I didn't pay as much attention because, you know, I'm watching the overall game. How many players are you using on special teams that are starters and not starters? And how, what's kind of the makeup this year? Usually it's kind of split. One of the things we try to do is we try to look at our guys that are not starters and we and we say, can he be a special teams starter for us? And that has, over the years, happened a little bit. For example, on kickoff, we were using three guys the other night who were not starters. That allowed us the luxury of letting Antonio, Nashon, uh, um, Gaskin, Jamar Gaskin, go in fresh first down on defense as opposed to sprinting down the field on that takes a lot out of you it takes a lot out of you and that's a that's an example of some kids uh that we had in there that were helping us out and and i i could sense that kelvin was a little frustrated on on the punt returns he did a nice job fielding the ball 
and a couple times he had a seam or two, and it just didn't quite work out. But I don't expect uh, that to happen much when I think, he gets the ball. I think sometimes premier players are guilty of trying to make something special happen on every play. Right. And our philosophy needs to be that, Kelvin, get us seven yards. Right. Anything beyond seven yards is gravy but go catch the football don't let it hit the ground don't let it bounce because then it then we're going to lose another 15 or 20 yards but if you'll catch it and get us seven let's line the offense up the other night was a great example of that we danced around a lot created bad blocking angles we end up with a 15 yard block in the back right instead of being on maybe our 45 yard line now we're back inside our i think that's the one when he he reversed field and if he just would have gone to the left toward Mm -hmm. the uh your sideline right away from the press box i think he would have picked up five to ten yards against against lesser teams you can get away with things like that but when you play a team the caliber of east lake and i think they're an exceptional football team i I think think they're they're a top five team they're gonna make a lot of noise in in the playoffs you can't get away with things like that and i think kelvin will learn oh he's he'll learn he's so talented now one more thing on the special teams i'd be remiss if i didn't have you comment on their kicker uh because he's (laughs) headed to texas a&m uh and unfortunately we'll have to deal with them in the sec but, uh, boy, what a leg that kid's got. I had a chance to – I specifically went over and introduced myself and uh, shook his hand after the ball game and told him how impressed I was and, you know, good luck the rest of this year. He is one of the two best kickoff guys ever I've ever seen personally up close since 1993, since I came to Manatee. And you've seen a lot of good ones. He, he, he's an exceptional, yeah. exceptional kickoff guy. And I'll be shocked if he's not kicking off next year for Texas A&M. Well, I would too because, you know, he's going to kick the majority. I don't care that he's kicking five yards back. Uh, the way he was, he was kicking to the back line of the end zone. Yeah. And he never miss hit. No. Most of the time <laughs> you'll see a high school kid every once in a while miss hit a kick. And it was solid every single hit. Well, if you want to know how really good a, a kickoff guy is, sometimes if you're sitting in the stands, just start your watch when he hits the ball. And if a kickoff guy hangs the ball four-plus seconds, that's NFL caliber right there, if you can get above four seconds. All right, Gene Brown, we're going to let uh, take over now. Gene, it's your show the rest of the way. I'm going to eat. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, we've got uh, – first, let's get an expert analysis from our – Star sideline reporter, the Aaron Andrews of our crew, Gene Brown. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I'm, they put me on radio, so I'm not on, not on TV. But um, now I really enjoyed the game. I mean, obviously it was hot. You guys were sitting up in the air conditioner, you and Eddie, and and uh, we got to have the AC for Eddie. <laughs> we got to up there. But now I was impressed the way the team came out, and really just you know kind of stayed matter of fact. We always talk about do their job, and they did their job and didn't worry about all the outside stuff that's happened this summer and, and things going on. But to me, it's about the kids on the field, and that's what we got to deal with all year and come out. And, you know, whether it's, um, you know, things happening that we control or not, just do what we got to do. Yeah, and let me say this, because, you know, there's been a lot going on in the off season and everything, but, you know, the one constant, the coaches who came back, and all of them but one, I believe, came back. Yep. And, you know, hats off to somebody like Dennis, who's done a great job of the special teams, we could tell the other night. And there's one more coach I just want to give. All of them have done a fantastic job. But let me tell you something. Our defense, year in and year out, is fantastic. 
And the common denominator is Jim Phelan. That's right. Because we've had players come and go. We've had defensive coaches under him come and go. But Jim has been here. And I, I just want to say publicly that if he's not the best defensive coordinator in the entire Tampa Bay area, maybe the state, I'd like to see who is. And what makes him so great is obviously his knowledge of the game, but he's such a great teacher. And it doesn't matter how, as a coach how much football knowledge you have. If you can't teach it to your players Convey to get it. them yeah. to, to do what you're wanting, you're not a good coach. And that's what makes Jim such a, such a phenomenal defensive coordinator. That being said, we'll have our defensive player of the game, Antonio Henderson. And Antonio's one of these guys that seems like he's been around for about 50 years, you know. <laughs> he's played varsity since he was a freshman, I believe, and uh, he's finally a senior. Gene, take it away. Yeah, and uh, congratulations on the great game coming out the first week. And one of the things that I, we talked about a little bit after the game on the radio crew was how well our team is conditioned. You know, being so hot, we very rarely saw anybody going down with cramps and that. Is that something that you worked through over the summer and really made it easier to go into that first game? Oh, uh, yes, because uh, Coach Lansky all summer, he'd been having us in the weight room and outside just going 110%. And that probably makes it easier when you're getting in late in the game trying to get going and uh, through this program being a four-year starter or four-year you know player here in the fourth year. Um, Dave mentioned about Coach Phelan. You know, what does he bring to you? I mean, he just—he's a—he's a great coach. I mean, he—he he teaches us great and just how to play the game and what we need to do to become a better player. All right. Well, congratulations. Great job. Keep going and and uh, keep having fun. Thank you. All right, Antonio Henderson, number twenty. If you're at the game, if you're uh, looking for him, he plays. Uh, well, he plays kind of a strong safety outside linebacker. Rover we'll call back. them linebackers. Yeah. yeah but, <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, actually, if you want to, you know, really go into detail in our defense, it is a four-two, uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know, it's a great defense against the spread, and that's why Jim came up with this. I talked to him several years ago, and he says, "We've got to find something that that will defend the spread." And he's been successful at it, no yep. doubt. Okay, now we got uh, Johnny Lang, our offensive player of the game. Over 130 yards. Wow. Tough yards, too. Yeah, no, I know. When Johnny got here tonight, I said, are you sore? And uh, what was that answer? Yes, I'm still sore from Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, obviously you want to carry the ball as much as possible, do the best for the team that you can. Um, you want to kind of maybe give up a few carries and uh, be a little less sore, but break those long ones? Yes, sir. I mean, I'm not all about myself. Um, I've just put my team first and just do what I can to help out. Well, you had a great uh, leader last year, and, and Trayvon Walters, that went in there and went on to to uh, to go into college and that. And I mean, how was um, he teaching you things last year? Well, he just taught me it just some of the things you're doing to feel is mental, and then being strong while you're running the ball, it just some of it come natural, but. When running the ball, you just work on, like, work on your things that you're weak at, and then like what you're weak at on the field, it pays off. All right. Well, uh, going into this week, you know, you're getting kind of fresh now as you get going, and um, looking forward to going to Georgia. Uh, yes, I'm like pretty excited to see what the atmosphere out there is like. I mean, it just I never been to Georgia before, and playing a Georgia team is a really big thing for me right now. 
All right, well, great job, and uh, get in the ice when you get back to the home tonight. <laughs> All right, Johnny, uh, here's, uh, here's your touchdown, uh, five-yard touchdown run. Here we go. We'll play the highlights. Lang again to the five. He's in. Johnny Lang for a touchdown, a five-yard scamper. All right, that was uh, Johnny's touchdown for the night, and he had uh, over 130 yards, 28 carries, and we might uh, note that his backup, Octavius James, came in with fresh legs. John, and boy, did a great job. Well, that's the uh, the, the fortunate thing that we have that not many high school programs do get to have is, is two capable backs that, uh, you know, when, when Johnny's carrying the ball 20, 25 times, uh, that's going to take its toll on you. And to be able to bring somebody in and, and uh, kind of share the load with him or, or kind of really close out a game like Octavius did last night or last weekend, um, it's just a, it's a huge, um, huge plus for us. Dennis, uh, I'll address this question to you because John wasn't here last year, but it, it certainly looks like Octavius has, has put on some weight and uh, some strength. I mean, uh, wow. <laughs> that's a, He's turned into kind of a powerful uh, running back all of a sudden. I don't have any specific numbers to give you. I don't have you know what his weight was mm-hmm. exactly last year and this year, but all you have to do is look at <laughs> yeah. him. Look at him you know, with a short sleeve shirt or with his shirt off, and you can tell he has really bulked up. And the thing about Octavius that uh, we really like is he's he's a finisher. He finishes runs. He falls forward. Uh, you rarely, rarely ever see him get knocked backwards or fall backwards. He's always finishing forward with the football. Okay, now it's time to talk about the sophomore quarterback mm-hmm. who I thought came in and did a fantastic job. We're basically calling him A.J., but we're going to have to give a shot at his last name. Kala Giovanni. How'd I do? Close. Cola. Cola Giovanni. Well, somebody said to me it was... Somebody told me it was like California. Phil Dudevois, where are you? (laughs) Yeah, I think it was Dudevois who told me that. All right. Well, we we were saying Cala, like California, because that's what I was informed before the game. But we'll change it back to Cola Giovanni. Anybody know for sure? I mean... Well, I could be wrong then. Yeah, I I mean, I've... (laughs) Heck... uh, you know, we've gone back and forth. Uh, Antonio, what do you call the quarterback? You know his name, last name? Yeah, <laughs> AJ. Yeah, AJ. All right. Everybody well. calls him AJ. Yeah. It's either Cola Giovanni or Cola Giovanni or Cala Giovanni. But in any event, AJ did a great job. Came out there, and the thing that I loved is no turnovers. That's right, and and that's pretty unique in a preseason game where offensively we didn't have any penalties and we didn't have any turnovers and um, we had no penalties offensively oh and um, and knock on wood for next week (laughs) but that gives us a chance to to that's incredible yeah and you don't see that too often in a preseason game and so um you know he did a great job of of executing the game plan that that we had and uh and that we asked from him and um you know he threw 72 percent um, you know, it wasn't a whole lot of yardage, but we weren't asking them to throw a whole lot of yardage. And so we were able to get the ball out on the perimeter uh, and let our skill players make some plays from that. And I like how your brother, who is the offensive coordinator, James, um, he did go deep several times to, to kind of spread the offense, and uh, particularly the one that was going uh, left to right from us, right to left from mm-hmm. you, Um it looked like uh, the ball was thrown over the right shoulder of Kelvin, and Kelvin turned to the left, 
And he had him beat by five right. yards. He, he had him beat, and um, A.J. was expecting him to, to, to release outside of the corner. Um, Kelvin released inside. And those are some of the things that, uh, as, as we progress, um, they'll get familiar with one another and get used to, to one another to where, um, you know, we get an opportunity to, to hit the nine round like that again. Um, you know, we'll be on the same page. A.J.'s throwing outside. Kelvin releases outside, and, you know, we catch it and score. Is he, um, he's only 15. Is he still growing? I hope. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see but, I mean, he's, uh, not, you know, he's about he, 5'10", 175 pounds, he's, put together he's, well. But. He's a lot bigger than I was as a sophomore. Um, but, uh, you know, the thing that, that makes A.J. such a great player is um, his knowledge of the game. It didn't uh, didn't take me long to, to see that he can process what we're, what we're trying to do um, and, and as we were working through the summer and fall camp and um, kind of leading up into the East Lake game, every day was just getting better and better and better. And, um, you know, obviously as a sophomore, we're still, you know, we're, we've limited our playbook to what, you know, to what we feel is going to help him be most successful. But the great thing is that still leaves us room to expand and him to grow. And, and as he matures as a quarterback and, and, uh, gets older, we'll be able to do that, and it's going to be fun to watch. Now, how is his speed? Because we didn't see him run the ball much, but I was watching some clips from last year, and I guess it was Jake. Did he play JV or freshman last year? Does it, is anybody in the room? I mean, I've, I've asked some people that. Freshman. freshman. Okay. So it must have been a freshman game I was watching. It was against Venice, so a decent team he was playing against, and he, he, he looked pretty quick out there. You know he's not gonna wow you with some track speed, but uh, he's got enough speed to to keep defenses honest. And and um, it, you know it's a lot of the things we do offensively are going to be reads from him. That where if you know teams are going to key on on Johnny or, or Octavius and uh, or Cavius, or you know he he's got to be able to to make the correct read and, right. and and make defenses pay with with running the ball. We don't necessarily need the home run, eighty yard run, but if we can get seven, eight, ten, twelve yards. We're moving the chains, and we can be successful with that. Well, he certainly played well. And um, what, what was his mindset? Was he, you know, I mean, you've been around him now for yeah, a month I or mean, two. It, but it, it really hadn't changed. I mean, from our first seven-on-seven seven that we threw when I when I got here to, you know, Thursday bef- before the game, Friday warm-ups, it, it, it's the same. He's very, very calm. Um, I think he's very confident in what he can do, and he knows – you know what he can do and and uh you know that's that's nice it's nice to have as a coach you know going into a game i feel confident that that he knows what what's expected of him and he knows what to do and he's going to go out there and, and do it all right he'll have a chance on the road this friday night as the hurricanes travel to valdosta georgia to take on ware county we'll be on the air at 5:30 with a six o'clock kickoff and we're going to take a timeout, and we'll be back for our final segment. We're live from Beefo Brady's, and we'll be back right after this. This is Mark Waswitz, owner of The Mattress Store. After 30 years in business, I can tell you that mattress pricing has typically been a shell game. But when it comes to The Mattress Store, no inflated prices, no phony discounts or sales, no insulting the intelligence of our valued customers. Just high-quality mattresses and low prices all the time. And as always, interest-free financing. Visit Mark Wasowitz and the folks at the Mattress Store today. South Tamiami Trail, quarter mile past Stickney Point, Sarasota. 
If your business is spending too much on ink and toner, talk to Cartridge World. We help businesses save up to 30% on ink and toner. That's 30% less than the superstore prices. Hi, Keith Harrison, owner of Cartridge World of Sarasota. Why pay more for ink and toner when you can buy remanufactured toner and refilled ink from Cartridge World for less? Call 924-2221. And as always, Cartridge World of Sarasota delivers. 924-2221. Hi, this is Fran from the Bullet Hole in Sarasota, Florida. Mention this ad from now until September the 7th. When you purchase a new firearm at $250 or more, you'll receive a $25 gift certificate as a thank you from us for your purchase. You heard Fran. Time to get to the Bullet Hole and get that new gun you've been wanting. Mention this ad and you'll get a $25 gift certificate when you purchase a gun costing $250 or more. But hurry, this offer expires September 7th. The Bullet Hole, corner of Orange and Dolphin, downtown Sarasota. There's no question you need omega-3s, but which form should you take, fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50+. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and antioxidant-rich krill oil together in one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can reduce your risk of coronary heart disease. It also promotes joint comfort in just seven days. We're so sure Krill Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free, but only by calling 1-800-951-1103. 1-800-951-1103. Call now for your free bottle. 1-800-951-1103. That's 1-800-951-1103. You've had enough. The lack of motivation, the bad attitude, and loss of respect. You know these aren't the values you've worked to instill at home, but it's tough to fight the influences your child encounters every day between 8 a.m. and 3 p.m. Here's your chance to make a change. If money is the only thing stopping you from choosing a positive alternative to your son or daughter's current school, know this. News Talk 930 WLSS is offering half-price tuition to some of our community's finest private schools for the 2014-2015 school year. That's right. Half off next year's tuition to schools known for outstanding academics, solid extracurricular activities, and strong moral and ethical values. You want the very best for your student. And now with half-price tuition to our community's best schools, you can give it to them. Half-price tuition is available now for a limited time at SuperRadioDeals.com. That's SuperRadioDeals.com. Or call 941-363-0930. That's 941-363-0930. Hey, there's my son. You've been in your room all morning. Hey, Dad. Um, Matt, what's wrong with your voice? There is nothing wrong with my voice. Oh, well, it's just sort of... I have been playing my video games and electronic games for so many hours. Uh Uh-huh. Well, it sounds like it might be time for you to take a break, or... Hello, Dad. Um, Susan? I have been watching TV and text messaging all morning. Yay, electronics. Yay, yay, yay. Guys, I think it's about time to get in the car and take a little trip. Maybe see some trees, some green things. What are these green things you speak of? This weekend, un plug take your family to the forest there's nothing in the world like experiencing nature firsthand trees pass bluebirds streams getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family to find the forest nearest you go to discovertheforest.org brought to you by the u.s forest service and the ad council 
Looking pretty good for this drive home. Only one accident. This report is brought to you by Leaders Casual Furniture. Just one accident happening right now. Proctor Road eastbound at Oak Forest Drive. It has a lane blocked off. That's between Swift Road and before you get to Beneva Road. Also, you're going to find some slowdowns in Bradenton on US 301 northbound between 63rd Avenue East and 53rd Avenue East, as well as in Manatee, State Road 70 westbound between 45th Street and 33rd Street East. Salty air and blistering sun, it can cause some homeowners to replace their patio furniture, but you don't have to because you bought rust-proof, high-quality furniture at Leaders Casual Furniture. 18 locations. Find one at leadersfurniture.com. I'm Danny Rivera, and that's your WLSS Traffic. Okay, welcome back, everyone, to our final segment of Hurricane Hotline. And listen, um, for those of you who have been out of the country, uh, we do have a new football coach, John Booth, and are under a rock for the last few months. And uh, I want to just um, familiarize everyone, John, with your background and everything. Take a few minutes here. Um, You're a graduate of Manatee High. Why don't you just kind of pick it up from when you were at Manatee to uh, where you are now in uh, 30 seconds. No, yeah. just kidding. Just take, take your time. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, played four years here at Manatee and um, was uh, fortunate enough to, to move on to Mid-American Nazarene University where my brother and I went and, and uh, played and, and graduated there after four years and, and uh, was a two-and-a-half-year starter um, and um, – did some good things there and, and had some success and and uh, first uh, back-to-back conference champions uh, finished our senior year fourth in the country. Did some did some really nice things there and and uh, signed a free agent contract with Kansas City Chiefs where they uh, moved me to wide receiver from quarterback. Uh, from quarterback. quarterback. Yep, mm-hmm. I was quarterback all four years at Mid America and signed a free agent contract um, with with KC. Uh, was uh, allocated through them to uh, NFL Europe and. Um, played uh, the 2005 season there. We uh, we won the World Bowl. Um, after that, I was released that season. Uh, was picked up in the Arena League uh, with the Kansas City Brigade, and uh, played there for two years. And then after after that, coached back at my alma mater at Mid America, um, and uh, from there moved from Kansas City to uh, to back home to to Florida, and, and was hired at Bloomingdale. Was there for uh, five years um, uh, and in a spring, so five and a half years, and um, and then now here I am. Now you got to at Kansas City. Um, you got to play in uh, some preseason mm-hmm. games for the Chiefs, mm-hmm. and um, I did a little research. Uh, mm-hmm. Had a couple of really nice games, and yep. you were actually on the practice squad yep. for a while. Who was your coach for the Chiefs? Uh, Dick Vermeil. Dick Vermeil. Yep. That's what I thought. Uh, one of the legends of coaching. Right. And what was that like? Uh, great experience. Um, you know, it's uh, you know everybody. Obviously, you, you want to go out and you want to be the starter, and that's what we we play the game. And and um, you know, obviously, I wasn't. I'm you know, played two years and I was released. But but I learned a lot, um, particularly from him and, and our offensive coordinator Al Saunders, who was the the OC um, 
for the St. Louis Rams when they were the greatest show on turf and, mm-hmm. and they did a lot of things. And, and so learned a lot of uh, things about the receiver position and the passing game um, that, uh, that made them, them to be so successful. Um, learned how, to, um, how, how programs are supposed to be done, their first class and done the right way. And, and that's just kind of how the organization was run top to bottom with, with, with Vermeil and, and that that crew and uh, so it was a really great experience we had a lot of veteran leadership uh, Trent Green was our quarterback and and of course we all remember um, you know Priest Holmes and Tony Gonzalez and Johnny Morton and a lot of these veteran players um, that uh, kind of showed us how to be professional athletes and how to do the right thing in the community and and how to approach the game and, and so it was a really good experience. Now do you keep in touch with anybody from from back then? No, unfortunately not. I mean, a couple couple of guys that we came, you know, we came in with, you know, at the same time, and and we'll kind of Facebook every now and then. Right. But um, you know, unfortunately, I once I was released, and now I look at Kansas City. I mean, it's a completely different, yeah, different. a new stadium yeah. and, and new, you know, management and and coaching staff and and really players. There's nobody there anymore. Now, uh, when you went to Bloomingdale, it was very interesting because I had people come up to me after. Uh, you were hired and said, oh, my gosh, you know, uh, we hired somebody and he didn't have a winning record. I said, well, you can't look at that. you mm-hmm. got to look at what he came into, which tell us a story. I, I love this story about the first Friday and you show up on campus um, and you're, you know, like you do every morning, you're looking around. They're supposed to be wearing their jerseys, and they're wearing uh, they're wearing rec ball jerseys. Well, yeah, and that's you know that's just kind of the state that that we were that we you know kind of walked into, and um, you know the uh, we, a lot of turnover in coaching staff. One of my uh, assistant coaches was a, a 16 year volunteer coach, and and when I was hired, he was at there 16 years. I was the seventh head coach that he had been with, and so. You're talking every couple of years. You're getting a new staff, new expectations, and, and really there's no stability there. And so when uh, kids had to choose where they're going to play, uh, well, they chose to play in, in uh, little league. And so we go Fridays. Our, our guys are walking the halls in, the, in, in their jerseys, and then I'm looking around and I'm seeing you know the Brandon Bear jerseys and and the Valrico Ram jerseys and said wait so this is not gonna this is not gonna cut it and so you know you're going from that to where we came into to five years where we, we were tied for second in the district and and lost in the last 40 seconds to go to the playoffs last season um you know I thought we did some really really good things and 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 really kind of riding that ship you know, so to speak and, and you you basically lost Learned how to be a head coach. Well, I did, and, and it was, you know, I, I came in with thinking, okay, well, I know the X's and O's, and, and we can go out and teach it, and then I quickly learned that there's a little bit more to coaching, and particularly being a head coach, than just knowing X's and O's. And we went 0-10 that year, and uh, I look back on it and say, man, that I, I really treasure that experience, you know, which sounds kind of crazy, but it stretched me as a coach, and I had to learn Okay, well, that didn't work. So, what do I need to do? And and it really stretched me to where um, I felt that um, through that experience and over those five years, um, I'm a much better football coach. All right. Um, any questions? Uh, Gene Gallo always has questions, and uh, we've just got a few <laughs> minutes left here. So, uh, let's go from Gene to Gene here. Well, I just want to mention that as as people say in the paper about you and that, maybe me too, but you're probably the biggest booster at Manatee High School. And I know uh, I'm not going to apologize for being that, and I know you're definitely not. No, and I'm not even going to think about it tonight. I've got important stuff on my mind. First of all, Coach, I want to welcome you to the greatest high school football program 
in the country. Well, thank you. And I want to apologize for you. I evidently have just come out of a coma. I didn't realize this is your fifth year at Manatee until I read it in the Braden and Errol. <laughs> but we'll go with that. Yeah. Um, I'm a legend in my own mind as a, as a youth football coach, so I'm going to give you uh, some information tonight for this Friday. It's always my feeling that kids at this level on the defensive side of the ball early in the game always take the first move. They commit very early. And when we have a running back like Johnny Lang, three minutes, okay. Yeah. I recommend to you that you use some kind of a misdirection play, the very first offensive play of the game, set the pace, keep them word the rest of the night, and good luck. Thank you. All right. Well, we if, will. Uh, Gene, if that doesn't work, I'm blaming you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back next week and we'll see whether or not uh, John calls anything like that, and whether or not it was a it was a bust or a, a long touchdown run. We'll see. Um, before we close, uh, John, it is a double hitter and uh, kind of an old nemesis of yours. I, yeah, I don't know about Nemesis, but you've played against Tampa Plant. You've mm-hmm. coached against Tampa Plant. Last year, a, a great game uh, when Bloomingdale, you only lost 50-40. And mm-hmm. you, you had the lead a lot of the yep. game, right? Yep. Yeah. And they'll be playing the second half of the doubleheader. Right. So that's kind of cool. They'll yeah. be playing uh, Loudon's High, and that's yep. where the game is. That's right. So a uh, huge doubleheader football. Yeah, I think it's going to be, you know, what, what's neat is they're they're selling these tickets for fans to see both games. And, and, and I hope they, they do because I think, you know, Plant and Louts are, are great, great football programs, and I think they'll, they'll be in store for, for a great game after ours. they got a great coach. Uh, coach Wiener's a great guy, yep. Yep. and uh, I'll probably be bringing them some milkshake or something. Shake well, them. we could be matched up with Plant again this year if yep. everything goes the way uh, it could go. Yep. All right, we're going to wrap it up here. I want to thank everyone involved in the broadcast. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.